Hi, my name is Yara and I'm the host of Life After Birth. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Wajak Noongar people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded. I send my respects and reverence to Wajak Noongar elders, past, present and emerging. On this podcast, we share stories and wisdom about the ups and downs of our mothering experiences, much like the First Nations people of Australia have done so through their storytelling for over 60,000 years. Through their oral traditions, the Wajak Noongar people have supported and celebrated one another and have passed down knowledge, values and lessons, providing a testament of the power and significance of sharing our own stories. In honouring them, we recognise the importance of storytelling in understanding our past, navigating our present and shaping our future. My hope is that this podcast carries this spirit forward in our conversations, acknowledging that while our stories may differ, they all hold value and contribute to our shared human experience. Hey Mama, I'm Yara Heary and this is Life After Birth. This is where you can find honest and vulnerable conversations that lift the veil on how mothers really experience life after birth. Join me as I talk to the experts in the parenting space, but not as you've heard them before. These conversations explore the common humanity in all our lived experiences as mothers, so that you're left feeling seen, heard, validated, and bolstered in your ability to weather your mothering storms. Hey there, mamas. This week on Seeds for Your Garden, I'm going to be kind of riffing a little bit on something that I've had in mind to talk about on a solo episode for a while. And this week in my stories, I asked my followers to make uh, suggestions or let me know if there were specific questions that they would like me to provide some feedback on, riff on, answer, that kind of thing. And it just happened to be that two points that were brought up by two different people seem to talk about this same thing. So I figured I'd put them all together. And so what I wanted to talk about today is mothering without a clear blueprint. And I think that based on the work that I do and the people that I speak with, both as clients and also in my community, I know that there are many people who are mothering, doing the work of mothering without a clear blueprint. And that is either because maybe they didn't have a mother or a, a, a caregiver who who provided clarity around how that looked, or maybe they're just trying to parent in a very different way to the way that they were parented. Maybe they're trying to kind of undo generational trauma and and patterns. So the question that a follower asked me in the stories was, how to do therapy, heal and parent at the same time? What's the reality of it? <laughs> Another person asked me, can you do the inner work required to raise your children before you become a mother? And I thought that that was an absolutely brilliant question to ask because I think me personally, I had done inner work before I became a mother. But what I found and what I continue to find both from my own personal experience, through talking to my to women in my sort of social spaces and also with the clients that I work with, is that becoming a mother is a whole nother level of sort of peeling back layers. So in some sense, absolutely, it does help to go ahead and do some of that inner work before you become a mother. If you have 
certain challenges that are already showing up with you. If you have experienced periods of depression in your life or anxiety, for example, if you struggle in relationships anyway, if you have difficulty regulating your emotions, that sort of stuff, they're all really good indicators that it would be useful to go and see a professional to work on some of these things and gain some understanding about how you've come to be that particular way and get some clarity around, do you want to change those things and what are the options for doing that? Absolutely. But what I have found is that even when we have done that work, once we become a mother, it's it's just a completely different ball game. So it's wonderful if you've got it there as a basis, like that we've done some work before, but you will find that there is new depth to some of the things that you may have talked about in therapy, for example, that you would not be able to recognize or realize without having the parent-child relationship that you are in once you become a mother. So one of the things that, you know, people often say to me is that, yes, actually having your own child is in some ways, it's almost like puts you into a position where you may re-experience things that have happened in the past that you've actually forgotten about or that you see them in a new perspective now because you are a mother yourself. And so because you now have a different perspective, a new new viewpoint, a new vantage point, it means that you start to see some of the experiences that you've had in your own childhood in a different light. And so now there may be a new material that comes to the surface for you to go and work on in therapy. So yes, it is super, super helpful to go ahead and do that before, but it doesn't It's not going to mean that you're not going to have to do anything once you do become a parent. Now, the question, I'm going to go back to that first question about how do you do therapy, heal and parent at the same time? What's the reality of it? (laughs) And my own experience is that this is really freaking hard work, right? Like it's, it's really hard work. Like it's hard enough to just be doing therapy and be unpacking your own history and your own unconscious processes and, you know, going in and really staring down the big scary parts that you may have avoided for a really long time. That's really hard and very courageous work to do as it is. It's a whole nother thing to do that in the midst of you know, parenting your own small children, potentially being sleep deprived possibly not being in the best condition of your life. And what I mean there is just like maybe, you know, you're not getting the exact kind of nutrition or best kind of nutrition that you could have had because you're piecing things together or you're not getting the movement that you need or you don't have, you know, as much contact with experiences that allow you to feel that you are in your self-actualization, you know, which we have more contact with, I think, when we don't have the responsibility of raising children. Like we've just got more flexibility in that, in that space, right? So it is really, really hard. And I think also for many people who are mothering without a clear blueprint, they are likely to be doing the inner work, which involves reparenting. So, you know, when you think about that, it's like we are we're parenting two children. You're parenting your own inner child and trying to learn about them, trying to relate to them, connect with them and provide corrective kind of experiences so that there can be healing that happens in that space. And you're also parenting a child on the outside world, you know, who has a mind and a personality and intentions of their own. And so, yeah, it's really damn hard. (laughs) 
And that point there with the question, what's the reality of it? The reality is just simply that it is hard. And and it's not that there needs to be anything done about that. It's just about accepting the fact that it's hard. One of the things that I often say to clients, as much as it's okay and important to do the healing work, it's also okay to take breaks from that healing work. I think that when we are parents because we feel, and the reality is that there is, it feels like there is so much riding on us doing a good job of this parenting work. We can really get into a place of overperformance and perfectionism can really start to come into play there as well, where we feel like we have to be constantly working to heal, constantly, constantly, constantly. And not only is that really hard work, but it's extreme, it's draining and it can it can really suck the joy, I think, out of our experience if we are just working with really heavy, difficult content all of the time. And so this is your permission slip and your reminder that it's okay for you to take a break from doing the healing work. It's okay for you to prioritize just experiencing the joy of where you've gotten to with your healing work at the moment and to put it on pause for a while and come back to it at a later um, time. So you don't need to be doing this therapy, healing, parenting all the time for the rest of your life as a parent. It's okay to take a break. I will also say, however, that I think that being a parent means you're kind of doing, you're growing all of the time. So I don't think it's the case that we need to be actively engaged in some kind of healing modality all of the time. We are growing simply by being on this earth We're growing simply by learning from the mistakes that we make in parenting, from observing our children, from being in relationship and in connection. So I just want to put that out there. Of course, if we've got real, you know, big trauma, we're we're really at a stuck point in our parenting and in our mothering, it's important to seek out help. But I just want to, yeah, really, really land that for whoever is needing to hear that, that it's okay to take a break sometimes too, especially if you're actually starting to feel overwhelmed by the by the inner work, right? It's really important to take breaks. And then I just wanted to, I guess, riff just very briefly again on this concept of mothering without a clear blueprint. And I want to send a message out there for anyone who is listening, who is doing that work. I am one of those parents myself. So, you know, I did not have a clear, a strong, clear mother figure in my very early childhood and the parental figures that were there for me parented in ways that do not align for me today and that I do not want to replicate for my children and my family. And there is a burden associated with that that can feel really heavy. Sometimes I have found at different points in my mothering journey that I get a bit like, woe is me. It's unfair that I have to be doing this job while I'm also reparenting myself while I'm also healing myself, while I'm also trying to design a blueprint for how to do this, you know. And of course, everyone is figuring out their way in mothering. But I think that when you come from a background where you have not had a clear blueprint in terms of how to do the parenting, how to do healthy, connected relating, there's another level of of challenge involved in parenting for those people. And Sometimes I can find myself in that place where I'm like, oh, you know, this is unfair. This is this is not fair. And I think that when we get to that place, when we do feel that, it's really important for us to give space to that grief, to really allow that to be present. And what that looks like is 
Find yourself time, carve out time to sit and have a big old cry. Then do some journaling, then do some movement, talk to a friend, you know, bring that to your therapist, whatever it might be, but really allow yourself to feel the fullness of that feeling. It is so important that we do not push that away. It's a really important part of of the reparenting work. A lot of it is to do with allowing ourselves to have the full completion of an emotional experience, right? And, and this is a new thing for many of us who haven't had that clear blueprint, but it is such an important thing to really give ourselves that space and capacity to feel all the feelings associated with mothering without a clear blueprint. And grief is often a really big one. You know, one of the things that I find in, in my mothering, in my parenting, is that I have experiences all the time that really push me to my limits with my children that I find so challenging. I'm just like, why can't you be compliant? Or, you know, why do, why do you have such big emotions or whatever it might be, right? And then I'm also reminded though that the fact that my kids have these big emotions that that they, you know, speak very clearly about what they think and what they want to do and about their intentions and about how they want their own autonomy and things like that and really feel safe enough, this is the key thing, safe enough to speak back to me in some of the ways that they do, which is challenging for me, right, especially because I came from a background where you just didn't do that. I am reminded in those moments, once I get regulated, (laughs) I am reminded in those moments that, wow, like this, this is what it can be. Being a parent, being in a relationship, a parent-child relationship can be one where there is so much safety that a child feels free enough to fully express themselves, to fully express their feelings, to fully tell me that they disagree with me, to fully tell me that they hate me because I've said no to lollies for breakfast, right? That they feel safe enough to do that. And that is a huge huge leap from my own lived experience. And so even though in the moment being with, staying present, staying regulated, you know, not ending up in my own spiral of inner thoughts when my child says, I hate you when, you know, example, I don't give them lollies for breakfast, right? Even though that may be hard, especially when there may be multiple interactions like that close together on a particular day, that can be really challenging for me to regulate myself and to stay present in the moment, right? That can be hard for me. Even though that is difficult, when I come out on the other side of that, I'm reminded that this is just such a big change from what I have experienced. And there's so much hope in what that means for my children in the future, right? Even if that's all it is, if that's all I do better, right? If that's all my new blueprint is, how beautifully positive and hopeful that is for what it means for my children and what it means for our relationship now and moving forward into the future. So I wanted to add that there because I know how heavy it feels to be doing the work of mothering without a clear blueprint. But also I want to remind you of the hope that exists in that space as well. You you are doing big, important, heavy, but very hopeful work. The other thing I just wanted to talk about is that When we are mothering without a clear blueprint, it's just so, so, so important to seek out support. And I wanted to say it's important to seek out support from professionals and people who feel really aligned for us in terms of, you know, the way that they talk about how they provide that support and their perspective. 
but also just to be discerning about where we're getting our support from. There's a lot of different places that you can get support across the lifespan these days. And I just think it is really important to ask the questions about, you know, do you work with mothers specifically? Do you work with people who have this particular problem specifically? Like really getting very clear that that person that you're seeking for support is the right person for you. Mothering without that clear blueprint, when you are having to like really figure things out from you, for yourself, lots and lots of trial and error, which of course all mothers are going through, but in particular for those of us who are essentially creating something from nothing because we have no existing framework to work from, getting support is so important. So what that means is reading books on, you know, content that feels relevant for you. And I do often talk about some of the books that I have read, which include the book you wish your parents had read. How to Do the Work is another one. Of course, I'm going blank now on, on a bunch more, but I can certainly continue to, to talk about those in the show notes. Reading books like that, reading parenting books. So things like The Whole Brain Child, Hold On to Your Kids, are brilliant uh, places to start. I also love the work of uh, Janet Lansbury. I also love the material coming out from Aware Parenting. You know, Maggie Dent is another one. So really reading broadly, that's the other thing I think is really important. Read broadly because not every part of a book is going to resonate with you and that doesn't mean you need to throw the whole book out. But through reading broadly, we start to find bits of information that we can take from one book, then from another book, and we start to put it together as a framework for what feels good for us, what aligns for us, what feels right for us. And similarly, I think reading in the same way when it comes to the inner work stuff is really important as well. And of course, we can always seek other kind of support. So actually being connected within our community. So whether that's mother's groups, creating connections of your own in that in that space, attending story times, rhyme times, things like that, and connecting with other women in those spaces is really important. And then, of course, we've got a more formal kind of support space, which is, you know, attending therapy, finding someone who feels really aligned in that space. Always important to be looking for people who've got very rigorous training in whatever it is that they're doing, especially if they're specializing in a space like perinatal mental health is super important. So those are some of the things that we can do to support us on this mothering journey when we're doing it without having a clear blueprint that would have otherwise come from our early childhood experiences. I hope that something in what I have talked about today has been helpful for you. It has maybe given you a little permission slip to take a little bit of action or in fact to actually be more gentle with yourself because I think we always need more of that in the world. Speak to you next time. Thanks so much for joining me, Mama. If you enjoyed this episode, I would just love for you to leave me a review and follow or subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me over at Instagram where my handle is at lifeafterbirthpsychology and you can find out more about how I can support you on your mothering journey at my website www.lifeafterbirth.com.au. See you back here soon for our next chat.